Well, I saw I saw Elvis. Oh yeah, yeah, the movie, not the oh, not didn't, not an eighty-something-year-old like diner cook that. Yeah, he was in a UFO with Bigfoot. Yeah, <laughs> and I saw him. He gave hand jobs to everybody. No, I saw the the Baz Luhrmann's Elvis. Well, uh, I, I haven't seen it yet, but uh, I did uh, illicitly download it today, so I'll probably be watching. Let me it tell you, I was very into it. I I don't know what I, I I'm interested in this. I, I'll be I'll be very if, clear. If, if, if anybody's going to make a, a music biopic that's not boring as hell, it's going to be Boz Lorman. Oh my goodness! Let me, I'm I'm not saying that it is a good movie, but it is good at doing what it wants to do. And I've heard I, the guy who plays Elvis is just knocks it out of the park. He, I mean, he kind of when he does the the Elvis voice. It's like a really, it's a low husky voice, and it sounds more like Miley Cyrus than it does Elvis, in my opinion. Mm. Kind of, uh, but they're, they're how, actually having him sing, though, right? Uh, I, it's one of Maybe I, not. I think that that might be like a uh, one of those little uh, promotional lies that they do sometimes when they have mm. a. An actor. It, it's rare for that to happen. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking back on the uh, the Buddy Holly story. You ever they, watch that one? The you're talking about the the one with um with Gary Busey as Buddy Holly. Yes, and, and they actually let Gary Busey do his own singing. Yeah, he did a pretty good job. They but. so the, I think the official line on Elvis is that it's it's some of the beginning in the earlier stuff. They said that they let what's his name, the the uh, guy that plays Elvis. Yeah, new Elvis. New Elvis. They let this guy sing in the earlier scenes of the movie, but then by the end, they blended his voice digitally with Elvis, which makes me think like, oh, this is one oh. of those deals like Haywire, where uh, what's her name, that, M- that MMA lady, someone recorded over all of her lines. But then they mm. said that they digitally altered her voice, but it's clearly just uh, the lady from "Just Shoot Me" talking. <laughs> um, if if they really do have that technology, I, I say release it to the public. I think we all need to know what we sound like with our voices digitally m- melded with Elvis's. We are all Elvis. The the, <laughs> the president comes out and makes a statement. <laughs> so, Uh, My fellow Americans, I've been goofing around with this thing on the internet just like the rest of you. Today we are all Elvis. Um, But boy, oh boy, that movie... I I have never seen a character in a movie so aware that they are the main character in a movie about themselves (laughs) since Kermit the Frog. (laughs) (laughs) Elvis is... Like he's aware of the audience and like some sort of strange Brechtian reversal. And he's just doing what Elvis would do like beat by beat the entire time. Is, is he breaking the fourth wall? He the never breaks the fourth wall. The, the, the Colonel is the narrator. They, 
another just baffling decision to have Tom Hanks do a very strange accent and then be like, that's perfect. Now you're going to narrate in the film. He's, you know, just uh, calling back to one of his biggest hits ever, The Lady Killers. I mean, The Lady Killers, at least, is kind of like a kooky voice. He's like talking like this the whole time. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I, I was just picturing him doing a foghorn leg on It's again. kind of like a cross between like a Nazi scientist and the penguin. Well, maybe maybe Tom Hanks is uh, was uh, thinking that he could not only get paid for doing this movie, but also it's sort of like a backdoor audition to be the next Bond villain. I think we'd all love that. Oh, yeah. Get Tom Holland as James Bond and then Tom Hanks. As the new. What was the. uh, Blofeld. well, I was <laughs> I thinking we've already a done a new Blofeld. What if we had uh, the the guy that Christopher Walken plays that wants to destroy all the oh, silicon God. in Silicon Valley? Isn't that like the very last Roger Moore one where where they're like, we're gonna have, we should have put him down. He's in pain. a view to uh, a kill. <laughs> <sighs> no, the the Elvis movie. It feels like if. It exists in an alternate universe where Elvis became the leader of North Korea, and then he kidnapped Boz Lerman to make a movie about his life. Okay. Fantastic film. I, I was riveted the entire time, but it has the energy of someone calmly knocking on your door, and then when you answer, they say in a soft, soothing voice, hey, check this out. And then they show you a car on fire in the middle of the street. And you say, oh, should we put it out? And then they go, oh, oh, yeah. And then they grab someone's lawn furniture and throw it onto the fire. (laughs) That's very exciting. Keep an eye out around the uh, 20, 25 minute mark uh, when uh, the colonel traps a young Elvis in a hall of mirrors. And then proceeds to say menacing shit while smoking what is clearly a fake cigar with a little glowing light in the end of it. <laughs> well, now you're trapped in the hall of mirrors. <laughs> Incredible film. It all it all takes place in the span of one week. Oh, that's how you make a good one. It's it's a time dilated Elvis tale. It's like I, literally I'm, That's all the things that I wanted to hear. The worst 8 days of his life and then he's dead. So they didn't get into like when he started uh getting really into racquetball and and <laughs> Oh, it yeah, it it doesn't even address several like major family members. Oh, okay. All right. Just that's probably for the a, best. A, and maybe we a, get the uh, sequel where it's a uh, Elvis the Racquetball years or, they do or like the Racquetball a, week. They do like uh, uh, that the sequel to the Lion King that was like what happened with the other characters. Uh, oh, Elvis one and a half. Yeah, Elvis yeah. one and a half. Yeah, yeah. It, it's we're we're gonna see what what Pumbaa was up to <laughs> during that week. Did, Who do you think is also... the uh, Pumbaa of the film? Is that Tom Hanks? Oh, Tom Hanks is definitely the Pumbaa. All right. 
And I guess then uh what uh his wife would be the Timon. I guess so. It doesn't seem like they got along well though. Not a lot of eating bugs together. Hmm. Well, Maybe they're just there's a lot of stuff in Elvis's life. I'm I'm assuming we could probably have, you know, however many sequels you would like. This is. I felt a little self conscious about. I I made myself a little gimlet. Uh-huh. I was drinking it during our chat, and then you just pulled up like a giant <laughs> mug with a <laughs> with a paper umbrella. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got a paper umbrella straw today. It says Palm Beach on it. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Well, you know, I can't be in Palm Beach, but I, I can drink like I'm in Palm I Beach. I guess, yeah. I I brought a knife to a gunfight mm-hmm. as far as overdoing it with a drink during the podcast goes. Well, I, 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 I took your advice and I'm drinking a Greyhound. Oh, see, I've I've gotten into gimlets now. It's, we're, oh. we're, we're approaching the fall. And we've got we've got uh, more than a month left of summer. Oh my god. I was not ready for that. I was ready for it to start cooling off. Alright, I I need to head to the Department of Corrections. Okay. I'm sorry. So sorry. That I was such a Folks. I have really stepped in it this time. On our previous episode, I talked at great length about the artist who recorded the hit song, Steal My Sunshine. I called them Lem Lem. about a hundred times. L-E-N, right? It's Len, not Lem. That's close enough that I, I, I knew that. I just assumed you, you know... I should have been like, I'm doing it on purpose. Like when people say, oh, bummer or drumpf. I'm doing it to own them. Lem. Oh. I think the way you, you really own the people is not knowing how to pronounce their, their name. Correctly I guess that's true. Really, yeah. That... With, without uh, <laughs> any sort of uh, malicious intent. You, you just, you're not not well enough known for me not to call you Lim. You think Obama went home every night and he was like, I don't understand. I keep I keep saying my name is Obama. They keep mispronouncing it. Oh, bummer. I heard someone call me Obungler earlier. Mm-hmm. Do you think that uh, Len could have formed a supergroup with a uh, Lemmy called Lim? What if it Lem Lem Lemmy Lemmy? <laughs> what if they got a? They need somebody with an O, so they could be Lemony. What? Hmm. Oh, Monica. So it'll be Lemon. Lemonica. Lem- but then, it, then, then that would just be. There's no point in, there's no knee, right? 
I've completely I'll, lost I'll, the plot. Also, here. we're we're leaving the M in the limb part, which we we were trying to make that make sense in the first place, and I think we we're just compounding. Yeah, Lenny, correction. I guess. Lenny from Motor. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> called me. I came out on stage. Yeah, and they were all chanting Lenny. Yeah, I've told and... him so many times. I have that song. <laughs> well, my name is Lemmy, and I'm here to. <laughs> I like to ace in a spades way. <laughs> we also need to do at the top a new installment of our segment. AJ predicted it. Oh, I did something right. Well, you might recall a few weeks ago. We actually chose an idea for a podcast called An Hour of Howling Winds and Bitter Groans. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we did a little test run of it during the show uh, where we keep goofing on uh, the people in the Howling Winds are, are they're they're bemoaning that they've lost all their money in bad crypto investments. Mm hmm. I'm going to read this headline to you. <clears throat> they couldn't even scream anymore. They were just sobbing. They gather on Telegram to let out howls of grief and short, sharp shrieks of pain. Eee! Yells a woman. Wah-ha-ha-ha! <laughs> well, it, it kind of seems like wah-ha-ha-ha-ha! <laughs> Wahaha! Roars a man in a deep baritone. A third person wails like a baby. These are the victims of cryptocurrency bloodbath. Three thousand three hundred and fifteen of them who've assembled in a bear market screaming group to vanquish <laughs> their and to vent their anguish. I had a few. <laughs> I had a few people lamenting and crying. Says the group's founder a 30-year-old cryptocurrency investor who gives only his first name, Julio. I decided not to ban them. I felt bad. They weren't even able to scream anymore. They were just sobbing. So, are you telling me I could go to one of my local churches and go to my AA meeting and my uh, crypto or crypto anonymous <laughs> meeting? Like, knock them both out the same night? <laughs> This one is only on Telegram, oh. but apparently there's a bunch of these groups popping up where people just uh, scream about the the cryptocurrency. Well, I, I, I would like to uh, um, bring that into the the real world. Uh, let's let's have a meetup. And even though I've never bought any crypto, I would like to go and just be a, a fly on that wall. Yeah, you could start a group that's just laughing. Laughing that I never got into crypto group. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I I would prefer to pretend like I got into crypto so I I can be be a part of it. Um, An excuse to cry without but, having. But to... but I will have the group that's like, uh, you've got to laugh because if you don't, <laughs> you don't want to be like those guys across the hall. <laughs> Doesn't sound like a lot of fun over there, does it? They have like uh, okay. There's uh, there's two exits: one for the people who actually lost all their money, and uh, one for the people 
who were just here to see what these guys looked like. <laughs> we can't let you all out the same exit. It gets ugly. Guy still crying, trying to go out the other exit yeah. to convince everyone he didn't lose everything. But yeah, we'll send the laughers out through the gift shop. They're, they're mm. probably more likely to spend it, spend a little cash on their way out. I I lost everything on the horny goat NFT, and all I got was this stupid T-shirt. Do you have an idea for a podcast? I do. Uh, this one is called the Sharpest Image, which uh, it's just a little bit of one-upmanship with that title. But uh, mostly, uh, I'd like to uh, take a look at what the Sharper Image uh, is offering uh, for sale in this uh, our year of our Lord, 2022. Mm. Uh, as, a, as a kid, I remember seeing that store in the mall and always thinking like, that's what it's, you know, that's going to probably be the store that I shop at the most when I'm an adult. It's yeah. like for the, a store for the best adults. And uh I know it's still a thing. I haven't been in one in years. And uh, I think that maybe we look at whatever they have on offer and give a little criticism of where they've gone and uh, where where they've uh, uh, maybe shorted themselves over the years. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. I I also was like, that's I'm going to have this lie detector from the sharper image. Mm -hmm on my giant desk when I'm an executive someday. I'm, I'm probably going to have to have a second desk because the mm-hmm. big desk is going to be just completely covered with uh, all of my uh, gadgets and kinetic art pieces. And uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. You're going to have the floating pen, the, the Newton's cradle, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the bird that balances on its beak. Yep. Or perhaps if you ate at a Taco Bell in the late 1990s, the Boba Fett that balances on his chin. Do you remember yeah, that? I do vaguely remember that. Yeah. Kids meal prize. I, I had that and I had one of the birds. So uh, I think that I'm going to have to up my game and get, get me like a an albatross that balances on its. Probably have to take up like a whole corner of, of my my large office. The the hourglass that uses water and blue dyed oil to mm-hmm. do you remember that? Yeah, have that one on your desk. Uh, I've got the the little uh, uh, putting green back there too, and mm. uh, I would like to have the uh, one where you can grow your own Bermuda grass in your office. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a little uh, you got a little bonsai tree. You got the thing with all the little magnetic marbles that you can shape into different. Mm-hmm. I've got uh, a few different fans in the office, but they're those ones that are just like a hoop where you're like, how's it blowing air? I don't see any blades spinning. What, what is this, the future? It kind of, yeah, it kind of looks like a magnifying glass, but it just for magnifying air. Mm-hmm. Which I think that there's just a motor in the base of it or something. Yes. <laughs> I, it's just yeah, a, yeah. yeah. We just we just hide it from view. <laughs> they could yeah, they could have done anything, and that's what they chose to do. I al- I always assumed that I would have to have a second desk 
for my crime fighting alter ego, either as a spy or as the first actual superhero. Mm-hmm. I got to hand it to guys like, uh, what was that fella out in uh, the Pacific Northwest who tried to be like a real superhero? <sighs> I know exactly who you're talking about. He I ended up just remember. like bring pepper spray on a bunch of innocent people. <laughs> but it's uh, it's rare that you see someone who uh, gets into their adult years and still thinks either I might be a superhero, the first real one, or uh, <clears throat> the, the one you're might... talking about was Phoenix Jones. Phoenix, I was gonna like, I was thinking like Dynamite Jones or something. I was almost certain it was a Jones. Uh, there are more of these uh, people uh, than one would expect. Uh, there's a Wikipedia page compiling them from all the different countries. And uh, one one of the earliest examples of a real-life superhero was California's uh, Richard Allen Pesta, alias Captain Sticky. Captain Sticky? Oh, whoa! <laughs> Did he make things sticky? Um... <laughs> I feel like he just I, had like I, I'm, I'm reading through this and it's not really saying a lot about his powers. Um, <laughs> he as much he, as like uh, he was, was clad in a with. blue jumpsuit with a gold lame cape and boots, and he drove the sticky mobile. Um, he campaigned against abuses in nursing homes, uh, supplied information on health insurance frauds to authorities, and advocated for consumer rights. Uh, he testified before the Federal Trade Commission hearings in 78 and what? 79, wearing what? his uniform. Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> he was arrested in 1986 when he rented his house to a film crew shooting pornography. Oh, my God. So that, yeah. that, that that's the, the closest you get to uh, some insight into the name Captain Sticky. Captain Sticky. <laughs> And now, like, I, I know that my podcast idea was uh, about the sharper image, but I really think it should be about real life superheroes because there are a lot of them. You know, it's, a, it's what's funny is that <clears throat> there's so many movies made about real life superheroes, you know? Like movies where the plot yeah. is, what if a guy in real life tried to be a superhero? And then it that's such a popular concept that they made the best Batman movies on that premise. What if a real life guy tried to be Batman? And it was still absurd. But um what I'm what I'm thinking now is why do they not why is there not a genre of movies like that, but for vampires? Because those people exist in real life. The people who were like, I'm going to be a vampire. Whether these books are real or not, I'm going to be the first to really do it. But I don't think we've had any movies about that. About the <sighs> wacky, the wacky hijinks and eventually getting into some sort of actual trouble that yeah. comes with being a real life vampire. I think that there have been vampire movies where they leave it ambiguous whether the person is actually a vampire or oh, just going through yeah, some sort of, of course. 
the, I mean, the Nicolas Cage movie, Nicolas Cage movie for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's not ambiguous really, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I would love to do a podcast about, um, about real life superheroes. Okay. Well, we could just, uh, we'll put, put an that asterisk next to that one. Uh, and it's, it's just a freebie. You know, if, if, if we want to do one on real life superheroes, that could be very fun. There are uh, real life superheroes in Argentina, Australia, Canada, Brazil, China, Colombia, Finland, France, Israel, Italy, Liberia, Mexico, Sweden, United Kingdom, United States. And they also have a, a, a real life superhero groups. So maybe, maybe like there's an Avenger. Like yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I... Uh... I noticed that China wasn't on the list. Um, Actually, China, I China I, was on the list. Uh, damn it. I was just... Redbud Woman assists the poor in Beijing. She has been seen several times wearing black tights and a blue mask, handing out food and warm clothing to the homeless. All right. Well, good for her. I thought I was going to I was going to have a real gotcha moment against our enemies in China. <laughs> yeah. They got that many people, and they don't even have Not one real life person superhero? willing to step up to fight crime. <laughs> no, we'll add real life superhero podcast to the to the list this week because I just I just discovered right before we sat down to record that we have not gotten any emails or voicemails in the last few weeks because apparently our Google uh, storage quota was met, and they just froze our accounts no incoming or outgoing oh, no. traffic so if you've been trying to call or email we apologize for that i deleted all of the uh all the nude photos of ourselves that we kept in our google drive and now there's plenty of room for your right. calls and, and emails real life superhero podcast is taken though don't come at us with that one I have uh, an idea. All right, hit me with it. This is called the Winnie the Pooh cast. All right, I like that. As you may or may not know, Winnie the Pooh has entered the public domain, and he's anybody's. Just, he's in a room, and you can go in there for five minutes and do whatever <laughs> you want. <laughs> so so what you're saying is uh, the, well... No, actually, I, I think somebody might have beat, beaten us to the punch uh, of the first hard R Winnie the Pooh. Yes, I think that that... I think that, I read about that. <laughs> there is a horror a revenge movie where Winnie the Pooh and Piglet kill Christopher Robin coming out. Um, but, but we don't have to do that. We could do a completely different, inappropriate thing with Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Maybe, you know... We just want to slap him around for a while. Or just uh, uh, introduce him to a new group of friends. <gasps> what you if know? it's it's like those, it's like, uh, what was that movie with the alien played by Seth Rogen? Or Ted. Paul, One of those. I think, I think they yeah. both had just a... So we got our new podcast. So this is, is just like Pooh. Pooh. Yeah. And it's you and me and Winnie the Pooh, and we're just letting him have beers and watch pornography. We're just letting Winnie the Pooh just 
become a total shitbag, just like us. Hey, Winnie the Pooh, you want to hit this bong? Yeah. Well, let's make some money, too. Maybe it could be like uh, the, the tiny yellow bear of Wall Street. We can have Winnie oh, the yeah. Pooh like, doing cocaine off of hookers' butts. We, uh, I mean, if we want to go like uh, blockbuster, try and make as much money as possible off of this, we need to have like Winnie the Pooh. Um, well, I guess flying a fighter jet, and then and then we turn Piglet into a bunch of like minions type characters, and then we've we've covered all our bases for uh, the summer summer blockbuster films Mm -hmm. you know what i'm most interested to find out is what the what the hell that weird little would you call it a onesie he's always wearing it's it's a piece of of clothing i i don't think i've seen in the real world ever you're talking about piglet's outfit yeah perhaps that's just his torso looks like that he was he he was nearly grilled one time oh they flipped him over so he has the red the red body with black stripes across his torso but his legs and his arms were spared he was wiggling help help his ee e. milne tried to grill him alive aa milne him. oh yeah who am i thinking of ee e. cummings that's right I mean, it's an easy mistake to make. Yeah. A.A. Milne. He couldn't hold his liquor. <laughs> Probably not. Just yeah. stayed at home and wrote wrote stories about stuffed animals. All right. Do you have another idea for a podcast? Uh, I do. In this one, uh, I might be a little bit late on this be- because you're already moving on to, to fall times. But this is uh, the Beat the Heat cast. Oh, I Which, mean, uh, yeah, this, this is a perfect podcast for not only our time of year, but I think uh, our time in uh, the geological scale. Yes. One might and, say. And that's definitely going to be a part of it. But but my, my vision for this one is we, we spend the uh, first 15 minutes of the show just uh, talking about the weather, uh, giving out some tips on how to stay cool. And then, then when uh, you know anybody who's not in on the know is tuned out, then we talk about how to beat the heat, as in uh, the police. We give you crime oh, tips. It's oh, it's it's a two for one podcast. That's, you get your one stop shop for weather, small talk, and crime tips. And by crime tips, we mean tips on how to do the crimes, not snitching yes yes yeah I, I'm, not... I'm talking about like uh who who got a big shipment of valuable goods in and they nobody's even watching it you know different hot tips i pick up over the week about you know and maybe this maybe this podcast maybe we we finally uh form like a you know a, a crime crew i we, That's so, why most people get into podcasting, right? Is is, is to find like minded individuals who'd like to join them on a, a violent crime spree. We could do, um, we could to turn off the police from continuing to listen. 
We we gotta make the first half a real stinker though. Yeah. Like we could do like a, a like do you think we do fifty fifty? How long do you think we gotta wait? I don't know. I was thinking about in the in the movie Casino where they, they have to have ten minutes of conversation not not about any legal activities and then the feds have to turn off the, the wiretap and then they start talking to yeah, yeah, that was yeah. my inspiration for this, but uh, I don't know. I I, I think that uh, in general, uh, a podcast about the weather is is about the worst idea <laughs> that I can come up with. I mean, there, there's uh, that's not in short supply. I would imagine most people get all they can handle of that. So we could we could just start off the the beginning of the podcast could just be us doing like a like a bad opening salvo of like, Oh, it's so hot today that, you know, mm-hmm. Oh, how hot was, Oh man, it was so hot today that, uh, I, uh, I saw a squirrel putting gold bond powder on his nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did. It's so hot that I heard that the governor of Pennsylvania declared a state of emergency in Hershey. <laughs> I, Andrew, it is so hot out there today mm-hmm. that I ordered a twice baked potato, and by the time I got it, it was a thrice baked potato. Yeah, that's right. I'll tell you what, it's hot outside. It is hot today, and uh, now I'm regretting uh, saying that it was that hot because I could have asked you. Uh, if it was hot enough for you, is it, which, oh, well, let like, me tell you. I, I mean, we're going to say that 10 to 12 times a piece. Hey, is it hot the, enough the... for you? <laughs> we'll just call it that. Is it hot enough for you? Yeah. Well, no, because we'd still want it to be called beat the heat. Yeah. That'll be the top of the show is our segment called, is it hot enough for you? So it, it is so hot yeah. out there today that I, I saw an ice cream truck. They just changed the sign to say candied milk soups. <laughs> <laughs> oh you know it, it'd probably be pretty popular with kids I, were, were you one of those kids who would lit your entire ice cream uh bowl oh absolutely and it, turn it into some soup which yeah. disgusts me now <laughs> like, the, man so i tell many... you it was so hot out there today <laughs> that i heard that uh, mayor eric adams uh, had to had to call for thirty million gallons of extra sweat flown in from Calcutta, India. <laughs> so hot, I heard that uh, bears have joined PETA. <laughs> and uh, the crime tips will will just be very accurate uh, uh, tips on on uh, places that would be safe to rob. Man, it is so hot out there today mm-hmm. that I saw at Seven Eleven they've downgraded all their drinks now. A now an icy is a slushy, a slushy is a is a slurper, a slurper is a sunny d, and a sunny d is now a urine sample. Now, now, now you've set me off because uh, I have to complain about my local Seven Eleven. In these hottest months of the year, they cannot keep their slushy machines working. I I've been in there 20 times this summer. I've had zero slushies. They're always broken. Yeah. 
I'm not even going to call them their their trademark uh, proprietary name because fuck them. I'm a I I require multiple slushies a week during the summer and I've gotten no satisfaction this year. None. You're like a you're you're like an old southern gentleman with no little white gloves to slap people with. Mm-hmm. No satisfaction. Well, I, well, it, it's like that, but I do retain my little white gloves that I've, I've slapped the employees of the Seven Eleven several times this summer, telling <laughs> them that white... I demand satisfaction, but I've these, gotten none. These little white gloves remain unstained by colored fruit flavors. Man, I tell you, it's so hot out there today. That I went to Starbucks, I ordered a, a grande Americano and poured it straight on my lap to cool off. Mm-hmm. I saw a policeman carrying a squirt gun. <laughs> All right. You, you need to cool out. Not just because <laughs> it's so fucking hot, but because we need to save some of these for the proper podcast. All right. All right. I, I just say it. It's so hot out. That I just saw at the art museum that they've moved Salvador Dali's melting clocks out of the surrealist wing. (laughs) Do you have another podcast idea? I I got one here. (laughs) This is called The Perfect Candidate. And this is just be a podcast where we try and figure out what the perfect candidate for uh, an election would be. I'm I'm I'm, I'm guessing... President would would be what we're be the biggie, for. but I mean, like yeah. if this was going to be a weekly podcast, we're probably I do guess yeah, any any probably... number of uh, political races, and then also candidates for for just different jobs. Oh, maybe we do it where we start out at the bottom and we work our way up to president, and that every season we're like trying to figure out what the perfect chain of events like does he start off as like a in a log cabin learning to read by a candlelight with nothing but a king james bible and a book about bare knuckle boxing or does he start out as like a a, just a a meek haberdasher who uh, ends up owing money to some Mm -hmm. wealthy people who tell him to run for president any of these could be or or he's the son of the president yeah, that's that's always a good one. Uh, we start there. Have we have we had a second haberdasher? No, we haven't. No, that, America's I mean, overdue. We, we, we did have one. <laughs> I mean, technically, I guess Trump. He did have those hats that he was, sold. Oh, there was a Trump hats. Oh the yeah, red hats. I, uh, yeah, I I was I I thought you meant like on the level of uh, Trump steaks, like something I could buy in the sharper end. Oh. like. I mean, a, a fancy hat for for an upper class individual, not not a something sold at a truck stop. He, I, I think that maybe when when they look back on it, uh, I think they might see uh, Trump's uh, presidency is is a big mistake. You know, like it it soiled his brand. He used to be, you know, the the richest uh, upper crust, uh, classiest sort of guy there was, right? Mm, yeah, <laughs> and, and, and and now he's wallowing in the mud with, with like my cousins. Come on, <laughs> yeah. So the perfect candidate is just that. It's just a uh, us on a. We're getting into the real 
the micro, the granular details of what it's going to take to find the perfect candidate. I think that there's a lot of people out there that are trying to, they get this uh, already half-formed thing, and then they try and make it into the president by telling it the, you know, say that it's soft on marijuana or something mm-hmm. like that, or that, or it's going to go on, uh, going to go on a popular morning radio show and, and say some, some silly stuff or make an appearance on Saturday night live. We want to start with a pure lump of clay from the, yeah. from the second. We want to steal a child and, and educate <laughs> them to be the president. It's something that hasn't been done before. I mean, I guess if your dad was the president, that's it's kind of similar, but not full yeah. on. Like, I, I think sometimes they're like, yeah, he might be the president, but he also just might uh, be a CEO or like own a baseball team or something. Like mm-hmm. that, you know? Yeah. He could just be like, hold the record for most uh, drunk driving arrests. Ooh. That's one of those ones that uh, I know that Guinness uh, won't put it in their book, but who, you know, I would probably buy a new edition if, if, if I could just find that out. I got to say, there's probably some very, you know, privileged white guys out there. Mm-hmm. There's also probably know. some people with a really bad disease where, where they just don't uh, want to pay for their medicine. So they just keep saying, like, stop it. Free to go. <laughs> You know, though, that DMX has to be like in the top 20, no matter, <laughs> no matter what that guy. It's Rest incredible. In peace, DMX. <laughs> he just somehow kept getting his license back. Yeah. Well, he's Fantastic. drunk driving in hell right now. <laughs> he's, just, <laughs> he's just crashing into Dale Earnhardt. <laughs> All right, let's go to the Podtron. Okay. Folks, the Podtron 4500 is an artificial intelligence. We trained it by giving it a list of the most popular podcasts, and then it generates a list of new podcast titles that it thinks have the potential to be real winners. Podcasts like the Summer Camp Podcast. Ooh. I like this one. Yeah, I was just thinking the other day about how I wish they still had summer camp, and and I guess that they do. It's just For, called renting a cabin with your friends. Yeah, yeah. That that is uh, not exactly like summer camp, but only because yeah. it usually lasts a like a weekend, and yeah. not uh, like three weeks or. I I yeah I I would the things that I miss about summer camp is uh, there being a bunch of a bunch of people that I've never met before there that I'm either going to hate or have crushes on. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which is probably why they don't do more grown up summer camps because, I, in my experience, most grown ups are trying to prevent their significant others from having out of town crushes seems like well see that's the thing like if they have out of town crushes maybe they aren't having in town crushes mm. yeah i guess that's true it could be and, kind and, of and a... also they they say absence makes the heart grow fonder and also mm. you just don't have them uh you know under your feet all the time so you know go somewhere for three weeks and i'll see you then 
I love oh, you. But oh, you're yeah. you're sending your significant other to a different summer camp. Well, I, I imagine that that in most relationships, there's uh, one person who's the the summer camp person, and there's one person who is like the serious person who's like, just go go away for a while. <laughs> I'm tired of looking at you. I had to get a job in the popcorn stand at the drive-in movie theater for the summer because my family couldn't afford to send me to grown-up <laughs> summer camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I guess that is one of the main things about summer camp that made it fun and exciting was that it was just literally you not having to interact with your family for a week. So bringing yep. your family along to adult summer camp does seem like a mistake. And you can you can make up uh, a new backstory for yourself. You know, most, oh, you, yeah. you, you get to do that when you go to college, too. But that's like one time. And uh, when you're a kid, you go to summer camp multiple times. You, you can have a, a whole new you every year. Mm-hmm. And then like after college. I mean, you kind of can, but you're mostly done. So I, I, yeah. I think this is a good way to like, do you crave reinvention? Uh, come reinvent yeah. yourself at our summer camp. Yeah. You can listen, you can take a little piece of, of uh, wire from a three ring binder and fashion it into a fake earring and you only got to keep it on for a week. No one's going to know that you didn't actually have your ear pierced. Mm-hmm. Those kids at, at adult summer camp are going to think that you really are just as cool as George Michael. Maybe that's uh, the name of the the summer camp, the the coolest George Michael summer camp. The George Michael <laughs> summer camp for adults. Yeah, uh, I I think that that'll uh, appeal to just about uh, every market, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. We got the big two big logs, within the thing stretched across with the name. It says the it, the George Michael Memorial Summer Camp for Adults. The place to send your significant other so they won't cheat on you with someone from town. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, you know, uh, not only is it like a, a machine that prints money, uh, it also sounds like a load of fun. It's, I think that's going to be the name of the podcast. too. <laughs> Do you have an idea from this uh, Podron list? I do. Uh, this one is called My Favorite Murder This Weekly. Which oh, I, okay. I think that uh, the Podtron probably meant this week. So this would be a show of uh, not uh, doing a whole heck of a lot of research because it's new. Uh, but but we, or I guess in-depth research on one crime, it, it'll be more of a shotgun blast of trying to read a little bit about every murder that happened and find out which one's my favorite. So that so this would be kind of like a like when they do the little like one minute planet money during the week on NPR. It would just be us a subsidiary of the My Favorite Murder podcast, but we're just talking about whatever murder happened this week. Yeah, yeah. There's gonna be some rough weeks where well, they're well, all well, just like. I mean. It's it's it, it is going to be like market analysis in that we don't know everything that we're going to know about these murders, <laughs> but there are just certain things to watch for 
to that, that will tell you like this one might have legs and what what like the the this like, one for example d- did have the killer legs, cut off her know. legs <laughs> god damn it <laughs> yeah i'm just imagining us sitting around the writer's room at you know six o'clock in the morning looking over we've got copies of every major newspaper and we're like i don't know this one a little a little black boy was shot over here is a you know former senator uh, who are we gonna who are we gonna choose for our favorite murder for the week uh, what, are the, what, what uh, who have we got sponsoring the show it's it's it the boner pills this week or is it the the job listing website uh, who do they want us mm-hmm. to pick for that? Oh, man. <sighs> and then at the end of every show, we also have to run like a disclaimer that's like, none of this is financial advice. Uh, also, you can't invest in murders we, <laughs> unless you're you're producing your own documentary or podcast. I guess that's what you're doing in a way. Also, the, the, this show does not retain any responsibility for any unreported murders that may have happened this past week. Because that's the thing, is that someone's going to Everybody wants to be the top of the pops, you know? Yeah. We're, we're going to... There's going to be a murder that happens on our watch, and we didn't know about it. Well, that's that's why what we're going to do is we're going to do this one in, condu- in conjunction with the real-life superheroes one, and we'll blow it up, and we'll have the map, and we'll have the heat spots of where the real-life superheroes are, and maybe we can direct them like superhero dispatchers to solve these crimes. When, and our superhero team name is the Anti-Murderers. Yeah. It's catchy. But we but we do murder the murderers when we find them. <laughs> well, yeah. We're not called the Unmurderers, all right? We're just... We're righting wrongs. Yeah. We're not fixing problems. Yeah, we, we, we aren't uh, trying to uh, monkey around with uh, things that are uh, God's purview. But uh, well within our own purview is uh, sending real-life superheroes to kill suspected murderers. I mean, we're, killing... we're getting in on these fresh. They have not been convicted in a court of law. <laughs> <laughs> this is farm-to-table justice. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I have another one from the Podron here. This is This is funny. Sometimes, folks... We make a list of all the stuff we're going to talk about before the show, and we don't talk about what we're going to talk about most of the time. But sometimes there's just a perfect, you know, like all the planets and the stars align, a syzygy, if you will, of topics. This is a an idea that the Podron has pitched that I wrote down. The Amazing Spider-Man with Tom Arnold. <laughs> I saw that one. <laughs> now, now, who do you think that? Uh, do you think Tom Arnold uh, has the titular role? I. So you're saying is Tom Arnold playing Spider-Man? Yeah, or, or, or is, is Tom it... Arnold bearing witness to Spider-Man? <laughs> Yeah, it's it. They are a new team up. Like Marvel loves to do their team ups. It's uh, uh, for a few months. We're we're gonna get the 
continuing adventures of Spider-Man and Tom Arnold. Mm. Let me throw something completely different at you. Okay. What if I told you Tom Arnold is not attached to the amazing Spider-Man with Tom Arnold? Uh, Tell me more. It's time for the Timothy Chalamet Oscar bait movie. Chalamet is Arnold in (laughs) The Amazing Spider-Man with Tom Arnold. (laughs) He's already put on the weight. We're working with a dialect coach. Yeah. They say that he's been having sex with with Roseanne Barr <laughs> yeah. to get into the role. He spent the last six months on her weed farm in Hawaii. Rose, Roseanne Barr now has chlamydia, folks. Do the year get... is uh, 1996. Uh, fresh off the Tom hit Arnold. of uh, True Lies, Hollywood has opened its doors to Tom Arnold. Finally. He's uh, got a, a, a big hit comedy on the way out, uh, The Stupids, uh, and it's a guaranteed huge hit. And uh, following that, uh, they've given him uh, the role of Spider-Man. That's where we're at. Oh, I thought he was going to get invited to his old friend's uh, uh, science laboratory where a spider bites <laughs> oh, Okay. I Even better. Okay. Yeah. His I, I was Norman thinking about Osborne. making like an inside baseball Hollywood kind of comedy. Oh. I think that this is much better. This was my idea for how to save the DC, uh, the DC universe was to make a a TV show that tied into all the films, but where the actors are all playing uh, uh, parody versions of themselves. So, like, you have Gal Gadot playing Gal Gadot. Isn't that just Entourage? But yes, so this is my idea. And I think that it still stands. (laughs) They could still pull this out of the, you know, so they have, they get all of these, uh, all of these movie stars to do a tie-in TV series a la Entourage, where it all takes place like on the back lot of the Warner Brothers studio. And they're all like playing these diva prima donna versions of themselves and uh, and then we get Colin Hanks to play like this harried production assistant who has to take care of all of them. And there's like one episode where uh, Jason Momoa converts to Christianity and he he keeps demanding that they add some lines into the new Aquaman movie where where Aquaman acknowledges that Jesus is the one and true uh, savior and way to heaven. Mm-hmm. And and Colin Hanks is just so stressed out all the time. Now and and and, and here's uh, uh, the guy who plays Superman. He's grown the mustache again. What are you doing? Come on. <laughs> uh, a quick question about uh, uh, Jace Momoa's uh, Christianity. Uh, couldn't like uh, what one preacher just like come down and bless the ocean and then then all the water in the world is holy water. It couldn't. Oh just, yeah. No, just do like they, a one, one stop sort these, of thing. These, just go to the beach. This is the kind of shit that Jason Momoa would be pitching in this. Jason Momoa has become one of those like coffee shop, uh, Jack Johnson Christians, which seems like that would be very easy to pull off in real life. If you, uh, 
could catch him like on a bad day, like where a loved one had just died. You could get him into that sort of a cult like situation. So yeah, that's what he's he's uh, doing this. And then uh, what's the funny story for? I mean, I guess that uh, the guy who plays the Flash, you could just uh, replace him on the show with uh, someone making fun of him. Like, uh, who could we get? Oh, what if we got a uh, Adam Driver to play Ezra Miller in our TV show about? the DC universe backlot. I, I don't know. I almost feel like we need to uh, have a different actor portray Ezra Miller in every scene. Like oh, we just yeah. do all of our casting off of TikTok and just be like, who feels like they can do 30 seconds of an Ezra Miller performance. Just anytime that anyone says, Hey, Ezra Miller, what do you think? Then it's just a TikTok video. Yeah. Da Vinky. It's not even like it's just, <laughs> It's just a nine by sixteen in the middle of your TV screen of a TikTok video. It's like, yeah, I'm the Joker, baby. <laughs> no, you are Batman. No, you are not the Flash. <laughs> oh man, now now I'm thinking about the, the Snyder cut was such a big hit. Let's let's do a TikTok cut. <laughs> do this. Release the TikTok cut. Yeah. Four hours of, of, of TikToks. Everybody doing every oh line of the movie. Oh my god. That's an actually good <laughs> idea. Holy shit. Holy shit. I want, <laughs> I want it. Release the TikTok cut. Oh, they could do... You know how you do a video? Uh-huh. Just you, you, you do the first line of the Justice League movie. You're just doing the first scene, and then people duet that until your your video is just a tiny little pixel <laughs> in the corner. It's the entire film acted out in so TikTok so so duets. the entire four hour movie, but it's one thirty second TikTok video at a time. Yeah, and then it gets divided in half and played with the next part. Yeah, man. Do you have another idea for a podcast? Uh, I do. And this one, I'm not really sure what the uh, Podtron was after, but uh, the, its idea is million dollar dollar Mike Hollowitz. <laughs> Which uh, uh, we did look up before the podcast started. Uh, if there is a person named uh, Mike Hollowitz or... Uh, preferably said, a dollar Mike Hollowitz. Is there someone no. named Dollar Mike Hollowitz? And I looked, and it just kept uh, replacing my search with Mike Horowitz. Yeah. It, and I was like, no. Like, imagine if someone was doing a racist impression of an Asian guy trying to describe a Jewish guy. <laughs> That's the yeah. name I'm looking That's, for. Yeah. Well, I possibly uh, uh, this, when when uh, as as holograms take over more and more, we'll have a hologram centric uh, surname in place. So oh yeah, you know whether you're talking about the real guy or the hologram one. Yeah. So oh, maybe yeah. maybe oh. million dollar dollar Mike Hollowitz is a hologram of just dollar uh, 
Mike Horowitz, who's nowhere near as popular as his uh, hologram is. He's the great great grandson of one of the Beastie Boys. Mm -hmm. And then he passed away, and they made a hologram of him that was way more popular than he was. Yeah. Dollar Mike Horowitz. But but only in the sense been... that 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 by the time uh, he comes to become the king of the world, the the, the population will have grown by uh, billions. So it, it's oh, and, easier and inflation. to be more popular. Yeah, yeah, and, and inflation. This is like he pretty much is just twice as rich as Dollar Mike was. He's million dollar Dollar Mike. He, he's a toony Mike Horowitz. Adjusted for inflation, he's two dollar Mike Hollowitz. I like the idea of Hollowitz as a as a futuristic surname. That it, it, it implies that your your ancestors worked in the hologram. He was the, uh, the hologram mines. Yeah, getting, you know, <laughs> getting mirror the, lung. You know, getting the getting the crystals for the holograms. Yeah. Million dollar dollar Mike Hollowitz. But uh, as, as you can tell, I have a very little idea of what this would be as a podcast. Uh, just... I mean, it could be like, it could be a thing where, yeah, it is exactly what we were just putting forward, that there was a guy called Dollar Mike Horowitz, and then he died. Mm -hmm. And maybe, and they should do this with more stuff, because, you know, they always like, oh, you know, like uh, Herman Melville was completely forgotten about in his time he wrote he wrote some books that no one liked and then he died and then his books were discovered years later and now they're considered part of like the great american canon mm -hmm. if only we could bring herman melville back as a horror ho a, a hologram of himself well what you've done is made me uh not want to uh Bet all of my money on murder futures, but on Melville futures. I don't, Imagine listen. if uh, we, we could map out and be like, okay, this guy's going to make no money while he's alive, but once he's dead, you're going to be want to be the first guy to get in there. Buy those rights. I know. Because that, that, that used to happen all the time. There are so many great artists where they're like, yeah, he died without a penny to his name. Van Gogh only ever sold one painting. And yeah. Yada, so maybe da, da, da. We, maybe what we need to do is start a business where we, for for a price, will... A nominal fee. You know. A nominal fee. You won't even be around to see it. But uh, if you think that your work might be appreciated after you're gone and shuffled off this mortal coil, then we contractually will create a hologram of you a la Tupac Shakur mm -hmm. and and it gets to do a victory lap and you and and you're alive you can you can have input on this you are here with us while you're still alive to help us come up with the perfect hologram of you for when people finally appreciate your Phineas and Ferb fan fiction or whatever it is bring back Phineas and Ferb 
You know, sh- if, 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 if you, you got to do it via fan fiction, I'm all for it. You know, that one, the one guy from Phineas and Ferb, I don't remember if he's Phineas or Ferb. The one that talked or the one that didn't? I guess the one that talked. Well, that'd be Phineas. Yeah. Did Ferb not talk? Nope. My God. I've watched like all of that show and it never occurred to me that Ferb was me. I think he talks occasionally, but very occasionally. Weird. Huh. The guy that uh, does the voice of Phineas, he's very funny on Twitter. I follow him on there. He'll he'll sometimes he'll just say something like normalize being horny for the guy who did the voice of Phineas on Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> oh that's pretty good yeah anyway if you are the person who's horny for phineas and ferb uh and and no one is appreciating i mean with the with the exception of the guy who did the voice of phineas i guess he appreciates your horniness i i think he might not be the right person to lead that movement because hmm. he's saying like normalize being horny for yourself, which I think that it's already normal. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we'll bring you back to life. We'll make a million dollar dollar hologram of you, and and you can do a little sea uh, walk victory lap around the stage. You can appear before the crew of the of the of the Wayland Utani spaceship sent out to. Was it called Prometheus? Was that the name of the ship? I'm trying to remember. Um... But you know what I'm talking about. They get the uh, what's that guy's name? Guy. Not Guy Ritchie. The other guy. Pierce. Guy Guy Pierce. Pierce. And he's just an old makeup in that movie as a hologram. Very oh, strange. yes. Yeah. Yeah. And in like a much, oh, I think that it happened bef- bef- many years before Alien, but their hologram technology got a lot shittier in those couple hundred years. Yeah. I mean, my argument in, in that, is that uh, there? there's only so much technology out there. And at some point, we're going to use up all of the material we have for making the technology, at which point we'll, we'll uh, probably have to go back and scavenge the older technology that was made more durable mm-hmm. until we're back to using those green Apple II monitors for our spaceships. And, and there are like roving street gangs that that are just uh, destroying all the technology. The baseball furies, yeah, yeah. they they got those guys with the white overalls and the roller skates, just smashing smashing anything that's got a plug attached to it. Yeah, it's a hor- it's a horrible place to live. All right, here's. Here's our, here's our podcasts for the week, our, our possible ideas. We have The Sharpest Image, Real Life Superheroes, 
Winnie the Pooh cast, Beat the Heat, The Perfect Candidate, Summer Camp Podcast, My Favorite Murder, This Weekly, The Amazing Spider-Man with Tom Arnold, and Million Dollar Dollar Mike Hollowitz. Hmm. There are a few pretty good ones. Uh, I, I think I am most partial to real life superheroes, but I would be down to do something else too. Like, what, what are you thinking? I really feel like, uh, like real life superheroes is the strongest contender that we have this week. Okay. And uh, there, there are like I, I think it's a great idea because it made me want to inject it into all the other ideas. Uh, I, I would be, we we could do some candidate with it. Uh, we could do some uh, Spider Man uh, with Tom Arnold with it. Um, some sharper image with it. They might make mm. some good superhero tools. So. I, I think that it's the one that catches the most of the essence of uh, what we're interested in this week. Oh, yeah. And also, Man. we were going to send them to, to stop the murder. So, yeah. 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 Man, I. Uh, before we go. I just have to. This is I'm just getting word. It's so hot that an angry mob has beaten Buster Point Dexter to death. <laughs> <laughs> folks this this has been we don't have a podcast yet i'm nathan p woodard and i'm andrew james estes good night